0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Sterner, play action. Looking, punch, Throws down the middle. Touchdown! Arkansas! Oh my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority.
1: Stirner throws, punch.
0: With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Turner, very confident. Rolling down the middle. Oh, look at Turner. He's putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fakes. Bring him in. Clint Sterner joins us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Clint, how are you?
1: Wes, I'm doing good. Man, i about them days back when your boy was putting on a show. Man, damn, it was some good old days right there, bro.
0: Oh, I love hearing it. It brings back <laughs> memories, and I know it does for all of our listeners. Uh, speaking of bringing back memories, the Texans are bringing back a great memory and uh, their new head coach.
1: Yeah, man. Look, as as uh, as bad as the, the Texans have been. And I don't just mean on the field. It has been some of the, the, the uh, craziest, uh, more incompetent, uh, I mean, stuff that I've seen top to bottom in an organization. Um, and they're going to make documentaries about how bad it was. But, um, I mean, you want to talk about an organization that hired the right guy, that got it right. Um, there was so much – there's so much more than just football. Uh, with what's going on in Houston and and doico is not i mean first and foremost he's a great football coach that that is a very promising uh you know uh, future head coach if you will. he hadn't had had a game yet as a head coach, but arguably the best defensive coordinator in the game not named not named Belichick. um and, and i'm gonna tell you I, I, he was on our show yesterday afternoon and and he is the real deal, man. there's something Wes, you and know, i've talked about this before. You know, you know, authenticity plays um, in a big way in in any walk of life. I mean, it don't matter where you're at. People greatly appreciate authenticity. Um, they may not like the fact that you fumbled in the biggest game of, in, in the history of, of of Arkansas in a long time, but but they appreciate they appreciate authenticity, man. And and I'm gonna tell you that that dude has it. He's a hell of a football coach. There's been a disconnect with the fan base down here for I'd say five plus years. And uh, with this hire, they immediately, uh, you know, mend those bridges and, and uh, give themselves a chance to really fast-track back to to uh, playing winning football as well as, as uh, you know, representing the city of Houston in a way that the fan base is proud of and, and the people down here are proud of.
0: Clint, if you were the Texans GM, what would you do in the draft? You didn't get the number one overall pick, and obviously you need a quarterback. But if someone trades up to number 1 and takes Bryce Young, do you take the next best quarterback or do you take the best defensive player?
1: Never take the next best. Uh, in my opinion, I I don't I don't I don't think you I don't think that when you're picking in the top 5. I don't think at any point in time and that the quarterback is magnified times 10, right? But but if I don't think there's any point in time that you that you decide that you're going to take the next best um, the the at the end of the day, I don't think you should ever do that. If you're, I don't care who you are, draft the top five, but when you're an organization like Houston, where they have so many voids, right? You you, you your number two overall pick has to be a plug and play, game changing player. Now you may miss, you may miss, but you you can't go into this and go, okay, well, I liked Bryce Young, I fell in love with Bryce Young, I thought Bryce Young walked on water, but dang man. The Colts jumped ahead of me and took them, so I guess I'll settle for CJ Stroud and hope that works out. I just don't believe you should ever do that. I don't believe, I damn sure, don't believe you can do it when when you've got about of the twenty-two positions on on the football field, starting positions. I bet the Texans have sixteen of them that you could draft a plug-and-play starter um, and should. And so you better draft a guy you're absolutely in love with. When it talk when we talk about the quarterback position, guys, like, and, and we're talking about top fives here top 10 picks if I don't if I there, there was a there was a piece of audio that I'm sure in y'all's world it went viral to Rashawn Payton was talking about the Bill Parcells days and you know uh, drafting smaller players and drafting prototypical players and the only the only uh, I guess time that Belichick and Parcells and those guys would stray is if it's a player that you believe walks on water and if I don't believe that a quarterback walks on water I'm not taking him top 10 I'm gonna go get me a veteran. I'm, I'm going to wait and take an Anthony Richardson at 12 and, and, and try to mold him into something and hope that works. I can hope and pray in the second round and in the third round. I can't hope and pray in the top five, man.
0: I love the hire of D'Amico Ryans for the Texans. Acre and I uh, had a little debate the other day uh, if this was a career ender for him. Can the Texans win with the ownership, the group, the GM, what they have right now? Is, this, is D'Amico Ryans going to be able to get it done?
1: I would say yes. I mean, look, they fired a guy named Jack Easterby, which is outside of Houston, outside of Texas. Some folks are starting to learn his story and what and how detrimental he was to what went on here the last couple of years. Um, but they fired him about three or four months ago. Uh, and at that point in time, I, I think the tide turned. Guys like J.J. Watt started coming to the fold in terms of supporting the decisions. And, and the front office, uh, you know, he, this was a guy that was an absolute snake that was tearing the, the organization down from the inside out. Uh, including the team, you saw the DeAndre Hopkins move. You saw how they ran off J.J. White. You saw, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson wants a trade. Now it turned out that the all the the sexual assault charges off the field took a, a front seat, and rightfully so. They should have. But Deshaun Watson wanted out before all that stuff surfaced. Deshaun Watson wanted out because of one man was running that organization. They fired that guy about four months ago, and the general manager. I think, I believe has been checked and put in his place. Nobody gives a rip that he was with Belichick for 20 years. Nobody gives a rip that he has six uh, Super Bowl trophies on his on his mantle. The fact of the matter is, he's a first time he's a first time general manager. The fact of the matter is, is it's it's hard to do what New England did without Belichick being there. If you don't have that that big not figureheads the wrong word I learned that the hard way that that if you don't have that that man at the top of your organization. You can't run things the way Belichick does in, in New England. You can't you can't replicate that. We've seen a million different head coaches go try to do that. And so since they fired that guy, they've swung drastically from trying to be New England New England of the South, if you will. And so I say all that to say you've got a great evaluator in Nick Casario, um, a player evaluator, scout. You know, that, that's who he is. They're letting D'Amico Rhines run the show at this point in time. The owner – has put his foot down on Nick Casario and, and during this coaching search and said, we're going to do things differently. We're going to do things competently. We're not going to be the laughing stock of the NFL any longer. And I'm going to make sure of it. And you can say what you want. There's a lot of Tommy, Tommy boy references to Cal McNair. He took the team over from his son and he's not the best public speaker out there, but, but uh, when, when it got to cutting time and after two years of dysfunction, he put his foot down, and I, I think they got this thing right. And so to answer your question, Wes, absolutely they can win, assuming, assuming everything I said is true and all, all of a sudden Nick Casario doesn't try to be Phil Belichick again and, and start stepping on people's toes all over the place. But I think they can.
0: Clint Sterner with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Earlier today, Pete Thamel tweeted out, uh, according to sources, uh, the effort for Oklahoma and Texas to leave the Big 12 a year early and join the SEC in 2024 has stalled out and at this point it's unlikely to come to fruition. Uh, I, as a as a college football fan I kind of hate to see this Clint. Um, I was I'm I was excited and I'm ready to see Oklahoma and Texas in the SEC and see what they can do. What are your thoughts?
1: Well I hate to see it cuz I, I I just think it's it's I mean I, I throw the word dysfunction around a I love that word. I, I mean, it's just like the Big 12 sitting out there in limbo with another year or another two years or, you know, what's the schedule is going to look like. And I I just think kind of wallowing around in in, in that dysfunction is is a silly approach. Now, it's easy for me to say because I don't have contracts and dollars and, and all that kind of job mixed into it, so it's easy for me and you to sit here and say, "Yeah, man, I'm excited for them to to leave." The answer is yes. I can't wait for OU and, and and Texas in the in the in the SEC. I can't wait for those matchups with Arkansas. The sooner, the better for us because right now, hell, you you skull drug Texas a year a, a, a two seasons ago, and right now, I would bet Arkansas against OU. You, we can talk about the six wins and all that, but the team that I watched, a healthy Arkansas team. I like my odds against Texas, and I like my odds against OU where we sit today. So, yeah, I'd love to see them come in in 2023. It'd be beautiful. But if you're those two organizations, now their fan bases are a bit delusional. I'm getting kind of hammered on Twitter right now because of this. If you're their fan base, hey, man, I mean, if you're their team, they're in the Big 12 for a couple of more years. I mean, Benables has got his work cut out in the Big 12. He damn sure doesn't want the, the SEC West right now while he tries to rebuild this thing. And you look at Sarkeesian at UT; he's losing Bijan Robinson and and the, the other back that I think is damn good too. He's going he's going to be really good in the NFL. Uh, Roshan Johnson, I think is his name. But but he, um, you know, they're losing a lot this year, man. And if the Manning kid works out great, if not, they're going to be in trouble. And so, so I, I think right now for the better of those two schools, I think it's better they stay in the Big Twelve and play the U of Hs and the Cincinnatis and the. Oklahoma State and, and the, the Texas Techs of the world, instead of jumping into the SEC and having to battle with you know, the upper half of the SEC, is absolutely no joke. And the teams that are struggling are going to be better. I mean, Auburn's going to be significantly better before you know it. You know, I mean, it, it's it's one of those deals where, man, the West alone is an absolute monster. So, yeah, man, I can't wait for it, West. But when it's all said and done, I think it's best for those two programs to stay with it, stay put for a couple more years.
0: Clint, thank you. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday.
1: You got it, brother. Y'all be good, and go on buddy.